Hey y'all, it's your girl Naya J. And your boy Money Making Sub. And this is Let's, Let's Brag, Brag Different. Different. A podcast that aims to explore alternative views on common topics. So buckle your seatbelt because the show starts now. What it do, man? It's your boy Money Making Sale. Before we start this week's topic, we would like to apologize for not producing last week's episode. We know a lot of you are looking forward to it, and we want to thank you for all the love and support. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Let's Brag Different. Different. So how's your day going? My day going good, love. How's your day going? It's going good. And I know I'm probably going to say this every episode, but I'm super excited for today's topic. I'm super excited for today's topic, too. I think today's going to be a great episode. Me too. All right. So let's just jump into it. Today's episode was inspired by artist Khalid and his song Talk. For those of you who aren't familiar with the song, or if you just need a little refresher, the song goes... Can we just talk? Hey, can we just talk? Talk about where we're going before we get lost. Let me your thought. Can't get what we want without knowing. I think that went pretty well. How about you? I think that went real well, but I think my part was better. Did you hear them vocals? Can we just talk? So when we listened to that song, it really made us reflect on how our communication has changed throughout the duration of our relationship. You want us to tell them the backstory of our relationship? I think we should. Do you want to tell them? I definitely do. (laughs) So I was working at a mentoring program where Naya Mother was my supervisor. So one day, I went up to the office. You know how I do. I went inside and I said, what's up, Ma? And for those of you who listened to the first episode, you were made aware that I was an only child and that I take that role very seriously. And it showed during this moment because once I heard him say that, I immediately responded, that's not your mom. I was like, I don't know who she thinks she's talking to. But that made me interested because nobody ever talked to me like that in this atmosphere. And then I had to leave the office because I had to go to the schools to pick up the kids. And when I came back to the office... She was gone. But little did he know, our paths would cross again. Because as he mentioned, my mother was his program manager, and she had put in a word for me with the owner of the company, and he hired me to work in an affiliate program, which was a boxing gym. A gym in which Sal was a member. You know me, so I had to go inside the gym, especially when I noticed she was working there. So I go inside the gym, I'm hitting a punching bag, you know, building up a sweat, jumping rope. And then I look up to her cubicle, and I noticed her noticing me. So, you know me, I had to flex just a little bit more. I walked up them steps and I was like, so how your day going? Can I have your number? And I responded, no. Then I was like, I know she's feeling the kid. This guy's too handsome. So I was like, let me ask her again. Can I have your number? And that cocky attitude was the reason why I said no the first time. But because he was persistent and asked again, I decided to give him my number. She acting like she wasn't feeling the kid, y'all. She definitely was feeling me. So that's why she gave me the number. Don't believe what she's saying over there. I was feeling you, but I wasn't about to let you know that. So you know your boy, once I got that number, I had to call up to set up a couple dates to see what she actually showed. And you know she showed up for your boy, so them dates went real well. You know I'm going to always show up for food. Greedy. (laughs) So the actual time frame from talking and entering a relationship was about three months. 
So let's tell them what we both had going on during that time. During them three months, I was a full-time student. I was working at the mentoring program where I was a mentor supervisor. And I also was working at New Jersey Turnpike. And as for me, I was an AmeriCorps member during the day, worked at the gym in the afternoon, and I worked FedEx overnight. So as you guys can see, at the beginning point of our relationship, we both were pretty busy. So for the first few months of our relationship, we're not even going to lie to you guys. It was pretty much a Netflix and chill type of ordeal. Hey, you know what time it is. (laughs) And in hindsight, if we would have used that time to get to know each other a little bit better, it would have saved us a lot of trouble for what was about to come. Because nearing the first year of our relationship, my family had moved away and Sal and I had made the decision to live together. I'm not going to lie, your boy was nervous moving in with somebody, but I stepped up to the challenge. But you know what they say, you don't know a person until you live with them. Mm -hmm. And that was true because when me and Naya moved together, I noticed she did not clean up as she go. She kept leaving a mess everywhere. I feel like every week you find an opportunity to throw a shot at me. It's not throwing shots, love. It's just facts. (laughs) And I noticed that Sal has to empty whole bottles of condiments over each of his meals. Hey, hey, hey. She didn't explain that the correct way. I don't like hot food for those that don't know me. So I like to put cold condiments on top of my food just to calm it down, but... It actually tastes real well. It's disgusting to watch, though. That's what she thinks. You know what else I noticed? What's that? Our communication skills was horrible. How so? Like, you remember that time when we moved into our first apartment and our communication skills were so horrible that we almost broke up? Mm, Refresh my memory. During that time, I just got laid off of my job. I just bought a brand new car and I was still in school. So I started going through a depression because finals was coming up, rent was coming up, car payments was coming up. So I felt like my world was crumbling down on me. I was facing a lot of pressure because at the end of the day, I seen you getting up every morning, going back and forth to work, and I'm in the house looking like a bum. I know some of y'all know how that feel. When things going bad and you see a partner out there grinding and you just staying in the house, that's how I felt. So how were you coping with that? NBA 2K, baby. Well, I spent hours, days, and nights. When you woke up in the morning, you left for work. I ain't had nothing else to do. I jump on the game. You came back home. I still was on the game. But don't get it twisted, y'all. I was still waiting for unemployment. It's just at the time, I couldn't do nothing about it. So I decided to play the game. Mm, Okay, this just opened so many doors. So let's dissect this a little bit. My first question to you would be, why did you feel as though 2K was an appropriate outlet for what you were going through? Man, this is what we're really doing. Mm -hmm. Tell the people. So the main reason why I jumped on 2K, it's about to sound crazy to some of y'all, but at the time, I felt like I didn't have no control over my life. So the NBA 2K, when you play my career mode, you build a player. So I felt like since I couldn't spend the time and build it myself, I would build a character. So it had my attention because I spent I would spend hours, days and night playing to make sure he was up to 99 or close to 99 so he can be a better person overall. Because at the time, I couldn't do it for myself. Mm, that's so deep. My other question to you would be, Why didn't you communicate that you were feeling depressed at that time? Not to make this a cliche, but I'm a man and I felt like I didn't want to put my pressure or my pain onto you. It's my it was my job and my goal to figure out what I was going to do and how I'm going to get out this situation. Now I'm realizing communication is the key. And instead of going through all that stuff by myself, I should have ran to you and talked to you more. 
But like I said, at the end of the day, it was too much of me inside my head and dealing with my ego. And that's an interesting point to bring up because the fact of the matter is that when all of this was transpiring, none of this was being communicated. So from my perspective, I knew you were going through a lot, but to the extent that you were depressed, I was unaware. So by me seeing you playing 2K when I'm leaving for work and still playing when I came in the house, it was very frustrating for me because I felt like you could have been using that opportunity while you were waiting for unemployment to apply for other jobs or have other means of income. And what was even more upsetting was the fact that I felt like I was talking to you and expressing how I was feeling about everything and you said nothing. So I took that as you weren't listening to me. It's not that I wasn't listening to you. I was just processing what you said. But when I was ready to talk, you already shut down. Then I didn't know who to talk to. So I began finding other people to talk to. And then I would come to you the next day and be like, even though me and you didn't talk yesterday, I talked to so-and-so. And for me, that was very frustrating because I feel as though if you're in a relationship, you should be able to communicate how you're feeling to your partner. So the fact that you felt comfortable enough to share our problems with someone on the outside, it hurt my feelings. I apologize if I hurt your feelings. It was not intentional. But I want this to be a lesson for myself and to others. Sometimes we have to leave our pride at the door and learn to communicate because I'm pretty sure if I would have did that, you would have helped me get out of my depression and I would have been mentally and physically better. But I was too much in my head that I wanted to be that macho man and work through things by myself. And I want to apologize, too, because I know I didn't necessarily make it easy for you to communicate with me. And I know I have a bad habit of shutting down, especially when things aren't commuted to me in my time frame. But I'm also glad that we had that experience because it allowed us to change our communication style. Yes, I definitely agree with that because going through that experience, it helped me learn new methods of communicating. Would you like to share with them? Yes, So we compiled a list of four techniques that we implemented in our communication styles to help us relay our messages clearly to one another. The first one being I feel statements or I messages. The second being monitoring our tones. Three, giving each other space. And four, using creative methods to communicate our feelings. So you want to elaborate on the first point? I would definitely love to elaborate on the first point. And low-key, I feel like you were throwing shade, throwing the first point over here, but it's okay. I would like to elaborate. I feel it's definitely an important one because I feel like in relationships, we spend a lot of time where we like to blame our partner, but we don't recognize what we do. So when you say, I feel, you're acknowledging exactly what you did. You're not putting nothing on nobody. And the message is being relayed because when when you don't do, I feel, and you just be like, it's because of you. Now, instead of relaying the message, y'all wind up playing the blaming game. And at the end of the day, that gets nobody nowhere. I definitely agree with that. I feel as though, look at that, me saying I feel statements. But I definitely feel as though using that statement or phrasing your statement in that manner definitely allows the person to have their guard down. Because when, like you said, when you use terms such as you, it can lead the person to become very defensive. And I definitely agree with that. That's why I say I feel like you stone a shot. Because I'm not going to lie, it took me a while to do it. But anytime we get in an argument, I will acknowledge what you do, but I won't say what Sal do. So that's why I was like, wow, you want to throw shots. I mean, I wasn't trying to throw a shot, but if the shoe fit. 
The second technique that we use is monitoring our tone. Because pretty much like using I statements, the tone in which you use can communicate something much different than what you actually intended it to be. That's a fact. Because growing up, I was always taught that it's not what you say, it's how you say. Meaning, if you come at somebody with a loud tone or just come in yelling, you can bring a person on edge. And when a person's on edge, they're not listening to you. They just listen and respond. When you're talking to somebody in a nice, quiet tone, you begin to get their attention and they're willing to listen. Because they feel like you're not coming at them, you're talking to them. And just to elaborate that on a little bit more, it's also important for the person receiving the message to monitor their tone as well. Because if Sal is talking to me and he's calm, but I'm meeting him with the, an aggressive demeanor, it can change the whole dynamic or the direction in which the conversation was going. And the third point I want to jump into is giving each other space. But I feel like you know how to do that better than me because I'm still learning. So do you mind elaborating on that? I sure don't. So I feel like giving space is important and it's definitely something that has helped us tremendously throughout the course of our relationship because taking a step back to realize that maybe you weren't in the mind space to accept what I was saying. So I definitely feel as though sometimes when we're having a conversation with one another, we should tune into when we feel like our partner or whoever we're talking to is feeling a little overwhelmed or they just need that additional time. Yes, that is so true, because I'm not going to lie, when we first started this relationship, space, I didn't know how to do that. I was the type of person, when we going through something, I want you to answer right then and now. So when a person I asked for space, I would get upset because I'm like, I'm trying to work this out, but instead you want to leave and then come back to it. I'd rather handle everything on point. But now I'm seeing that when you give each other space, it's better because if you was frustrated or you was going to say some things out your mouth that you couldn't take back, by giving yourself space and calming down and recollecting yourself, your words and your thoughts actually convey better. Y'all both are able to receive the information better. So giving space is something that I'm working on and still going through, but it actually is real beneficial. It really is. And the fourth point we want to share with you guys is something that Sal has introduced to me, which is using creative methods to communicate how you're feeling. So do you want to tell them how you do that? Oh, I definitely want to let them know how I do that. Because, you know, for a lot of y'all that be hating on your boy singing skills, this is one way how I convey my message. Sometimes when I'm going through stuff or I'm feeling a certain kind of way, I will send Naya a song or a clip of something that can explain to her what I'm going through. Because sometimes I notice that in relationships, when our partner is trying to talk to us, we can't comprehend what they're saying because we feel like they are attacking us. So sometimes it's better to hear from an outsider. I can agree with communicating through these means now because I can see how it's beneficial in terms of relaying a certain message. But I do have to say that I found it frustrating at a certain point because I feel as though the times that I had sent you songs conveying how I was feeling was already things that I had said to you. It's not like I was trying to be disrespectful or anything. And to that point, too, something that you shed light on was the fact that by communicating through those means, it may be easier for you to digest because at the times that I was telling you certain things, you weren't in the mind space to receive it. So by hearing it through a song or through a podcast, it felt as though the message came at a 
a better point in time for you. Yes, I agree, because time is everything. So just to recap, some of the techniques that we use are I feel or I messages, monitoring our tone, giving each other space, and using creative means to communicate with one another. So we hope that your takeaway from this episode was just to reflect on how you communicate with others and vice versa, and take note on which styles you feel as though work best for your dynamic. So with that being said, feel free to contact us and let us know how you communicate with people. But we can't let y'all go that easy. We got to communicate with the people. Don't we owe the people some follow-ups? We most certainly do. So if you guys recall, towards the end of the first episode, Sal and I had set an intention for this upcoming week where I stated that I wanted to work on my patience. And I wanted to work on my procrastination. And we just want to let you know that we we failed. failed. So I'll go first. I feel as though I didn't make a conscious effort to really work on my patience. And I gave into things that would normally trigger me, and I pretty much operated out of my emotions rather than processing what was truly happening. So being that you felt, do you know how you can do it differently? I feel I could make more of an effort, like I said, being more conscious about it rather than taking the easy way out and giving into things that would trigger me. I know myself well, so I know things that are going to trigger me, so if... Not to say prepare myself ahead of time, but if I know a certain situation may arise or certain things transpire, I can equip myself with coping mechanisms ahead of time. I like that answer. So to get into my goal, the reason why I felt procrastination is time got the best of me. And I know with procrastination, I got to be more organized and I got to take my time and stop waiting to the last minute. I agree. Alrighty, so let's jump right into the first question. Are you ready? Let's get it. The first question is, what is something you feel as though you and I should celebrate? Mm. One thing I feel like we should celebrate more, for those that don't know, we just got engaged about a month ago. And I feel like being that we've been so busy working and take care of some responsibilities, we haven't got the chance to celebrate this wonderful, great moment. Because a lot of people don't make it to this step. Because if we didn't work on our communication, I didn't think we'd make it this far. This is so true because you were really testing my nerves. It was a two-way street, love. (laughs) So, love, what do you think we need to celebrate? I feel like we should celebrate this podcast because this is something you and I said that we wanted to do for a while now. And the fact that it's actually here and we're on our second episode. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, um, we should definitely carve out some time to celebrate this. I definitely agree with that. But you know me, I always have a question and I definitely have another question for you. And what's that? If it wasn't for COVID, do you think the podcast would have started? I think it still would have started, but I don't think it would have started as quickly as it has. But like they say, necessity breeds creativity. So I feel like the opportunity presented itself where we could use our platform to convey our message to people. That is so true. All right. Second question. When's the last time you felt lucky to be you? (laughs) That's a good question. I feel like every day I'm lucky to be me because I love the skin that I'm in and I love the man that I'm becoming. And y'all know me. I always hit you with the line, my name is Sal. So that means a lot to me. So I definitely feel like every day I feel lucky to be me. What about you, love? When do you feel like you was lucky to be you? I'm going to go a little dark on this question, y'all. So bear with me. So the main times that I feel lucky to be me are when I realize that one day there will be no me. Mm, What do you mean by that? I mean that one day I'll no longer be here. So during the times where I feel as though I'm going through my roughest moments, I can take a breather and be grateful for each breath that I take and every step that I walk. That is so true. I definitely felt that 
But the last question I want to ask, what are you going through that I don't see? Hmm. There's not a lot that you don't see, but if I have to give an answer, I would say I feel as though you don't see the frequency on how often I'm on the verge of breaking down. Huh? Yeah, I know you can tell like when I'm having my rough moments, but as I said, I don't feel as though you see how often I'm on the verge of breaking down because I'm very good at compartmentalizing and I'm an overthinker. And sometimes the way I process things or how long it takes me to process things leaves me in my rut a little bit longer than I need to be there. And it's to no fault of your own, but I always don't communicate it because I feel as though if I call you every five minutes or every 10 minutes or however often that may be, I just feel like it puts a lot more on your plate and I don't want to feel like I'm being burdensome. Love, definitely don't feel like you're being a burden because at the end of the day, we're a team. I'm here for you and you're here for me. Yeah, I know that. And that's something I have to work on, too. I'm just making sure that I'm being fair to your mental space as well. I definitely appreciate that. So I'm going to pose the question back to you. What are you working through that you think I don't see? Hmm. One thing I'm working on that you don't see is trying to enjoy life more. What do you mean by that? I mean, that's the reason why I'm working so much and trying to get things off the ground. Because once we get off to a certain level... I'd be able to enjoy more time and spend more life with you. I had no idea on why you were working so much other than just thinking that you liked being there. I definitely don't like being there. (laughs) I understand my name is Money Making Sal, but it's for a reason. Gotcha. But this conversation is not over, y'all. We're going to continue this over on our Instagram, so be sure to follow us at Let's Brag Different. And we'll also include our personal handle on this episode's show note. But while you're over on our Instagram, feel free to click the link in the bio if you're interested in being a guest. We'd like to submit your questions for advice or if you would like to send us stuff for additional promotion. Also, we're on all platforms, so please rate and subscribe and shout us out to your friends and family. And welcome to the Braghead community. Until next week, Braghead. Bye. Bye.